Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to another episode of Nova Thoughts. I am your host, Nova Luxurious, and let's go ahead and get these house announcements out the way, honey. If you want to follow me, I am at Instagram, at Nova underscore Luxurious. I was supposed to do the at when I talked about the at, honey, at Nova Luxurious on Twitter and Spotify and SoundCloud and Napster, Deezer, uh, Apple Music, N-O-V-A-L-U-X-U-R-I-O-U-S Once again, if you want to follow me on Instagram I am at Nova underscore Luxurious And um, I'll do the rest at the end of the show <laughs> uh, Hello everybody and we're back I hope everybody is having a productive week I hope everybody had good weekends I hope everybody is planning on having even greater weekends This weekend, I'm shooting a music video this weekend I'm excited so I just wanted to get on here and you know want do my weekly episode. I took a, a a day extra to get myself together because I was trying to decide what I wanted to talk about, and um, I just I guess I'm gonna go ahead and talk about it. I think I have enough material. Um, I need to get the uh, nah fuck it. I'm gonna go ahead and talk about it. Um, it's a few things I want to cover. I'm trying to decide how I want to do this because I want to do segments so I can get all these, uh, all these hits on my, um, on my thing, all these ads and stuff on my, uh, on my episodes. So it might, I might upload this or order this differently, but I guess we're going to go ahead and talk about it or we can go ahead and actually we can go ahead and get the hard stuff out the way. So as you know, the past, I would say the past week and a half, two weeks, Netflix has been streaming a dynamic and powerful miniseries, When They See Us, which is the story, or not the story, but the biographical, the events surrounding the Central Park uh, Five, the five young boys back in the summer of 89 who were um, wrangled, railroaded, forced to make confessions and then sent up the river to prison for upwards between I think for the younger ones it was like six to seven years and then for the oldest which was Corey Wise he ended up spending a good 13 years in jail they the original uh, or the uh, actual rapist who was already in prison at Rikers um had a conscience, grew a conscience over his time in jail and according to Mr. Wise, you know, because he was in Rikers too, you know he's, he he saw him, he was like, oh you're still here, you're still serving that crime the time for that crime and I guess he grew a conscience and decided that he wanted to confess decided he wanted to confess, sorry y'all, that's my alarm letting me know that it's time to get my ass up so he confessed and they had DNA that they got it matched. And so the boys were exonerated and released. The city of New York ended up having to pay upwards to like, what, 40 something million, you know, in lawsuits and in damages. They didn't, all the publicity they had and you know, all that, um, what do you call it when something is sensationalism that they put through around the case when they were railroading and, and um, defaming these boys' names, characters, and reputations. You know, they their exonerations 
not so much you know it, it was kind of like mm. <laughs> it was like oh yeah and the Central Park 5 it turns out they didn't do it they're released and that's kind of how they got it you know like that's it's like I mean I'm, that's a reenactment but you know you get it <laughs> um, they got like the most coldest you know not even not an apology you know they were just released so of course they sued the city got 40 million um and you know started the process of getting the story their story told and getting their names you know claiming their names and their lives back and um I I'm right now for on the series I'm on I just got to episode like literally just got to episode 2 it's hard like listen y'all like for those who aren't who hasn't watched it yet and maybe you like oh I'm gonna watch it I'm just I haven't really worked up to it yet I'm gonna tell you something now I saw the documentary now in 2012 before this movie there was a documentary that was released also on Netflix I don't know if it's still on Netflix in conjunction with when they see us but I know it's been on Netflix for a while so I don't know if it's still up there because I haven't seen it in a while but I remember scrolling through and seeing it maybe month a few months ago but you know i don't know but there's a documentary and and um i saw the documentary and the documentary alone had me pissed off feeling helpless rage like i went through so many emotions those were it like i was first i was sad then i was just i felt helpless and then I just felt rage because I mean, here you here you have five kids at the time. These were teenagers, you know, these were 15, 16 year old kids, you know, being scooped up, beaten and and, and, and scared and terrorized into confessing to crimes that they did not commit. And um you know and and then having to and then when they were told like oh if you just lie on this person that person this person we can you know we'll let you go no didn't let them go trapped them and you know this is just it's further confirmation that a lot of these police departments a lot of these uh just you know a lot of these law enforcement all that it just shows that we are prosecutors DAs all that it just shows that we are very disposable you know we are not valued not considered you know not nothing to a lot of people to a lot of groups of people and it's very clear you know like who does that evil white people do that but who does that you know like who you know you go through all those feelings but you know you have to ultimately like for for me it's like I have to ultimately get back to that fact of like girl you know black lives don't matter for real (laughs) like at all that's why we have that that's why we say that because they don't like to do that and to go and these are men and women who were women like first let's let's get on the men you know these are men who have kids and wives and things of their own sons and daughters of their own and they were so comfortable wrangling up these boys 
and forcing them into a life of imprisonment and ruining their young lives and then going home to their wives and, and their kids and you know being dad of the fucking year to them and it's like I don't know how one could do that and then look in their child's eyes and then see these children and just well I mean I know you know that whole thing of race you know that's what it does that dissonance that that white people have developed over the centuries you know I get it but still you know it's just like that's that's the reality that's the reality that we live in as people of color a darker people of color in this country you know if you don't if you're not white passing or if you don't align yourself mentally with white logic and you know you're not you don't have the money to protect yourself or you don't have the right kind of white friends and, and family to protect yourself um it's it could, it could very well, honey, <laughs> go really left for you easily, you know? And so I guess, you know, we're just going to talk about it, honey. We're just sitting here and, and just venting about these feelings. But yes, when they see us um, from the first episode, I will, I will give, you know, it was everything like the acting they got it down to the looks like they made sure that these kids dressed like the kids did then you know they they got it all the way down shots uh excuse me i can't talk shouts out to isis king for playing Corey wise's uh trance sister Corey wise had a, a sister who was murdered while he was in prison um but she was trance and um you know they had a really close relationship and i love that they even made sure to include his relationship with his sister and you know even showed a little bit of what she goes through because it was a scene where they were talking and whatnot and you know somebody in the neighborhood was like oh look, faggot you know at, at the sister and so you know they were just kind of like mm, and kept on talking it just gave you a day in the life and you know you also get a glimpse of what it's what it was like being gay or trans in those days honey it's, it, it really wasn't safe then it's not safe now but it really wasn't safe then I mean really <laughs> no protection not even from the gays and, and you see how some of these gays are acting now a lot of them you know so that's another story for another day I don't want to get too caught up in, in that I don't want to go off on a tangent upon a tangent I want to stay on topic so but we'll get into that to um to in another episode because i it's so many subjects i've been like sitting here like how which ones do i want to attack and because when they see us is you know still fresh and everybody's still reacting to it and still you know we're gonna go ahead and get this out the way so like i said i, I got to episode one i'm get i've just started episode two i'm just you know like i said i, I saw the documentary so I already know the feelings it was going to make me feel. That's why I was like, I don't know if I want to watch it right now. I'm just going to slowly tiptoe my way through it. But I definitely want to talk about it because, I mean, this is fucked up. You know, to those officers, I think one of them just died. I think his was it Michael Sheehan. He recently just passed away. He was one of the lead head detectives on the, on the Central Park Five. Um, the rest of them are still alive, but, you know, they're older. Like, they are senior citizens and it's just you know i saw on twitter that people were celebrating mr sheehan's death and i'm like i mean is it a win because he died 
old age he died around his loved ones and he he had that whole thing going on even through through the exoneration and the documentary that came out in 2012 and all that he lived through all of that and he has lived a peaceful quiet life because a lot of these people you know a lot of these fucked up ass individuals what they do is they do this shit and then they become above it you know after after they've done it it's like oh that was the past we got to move on we got to do this we got to and so and, and you know a lot of these cops have still stuck by the whole that they're guilty never mind that matias i think that's the guy's name is it matias reyes or reyes matias i've probably fucked up the actual rapist's name but never mind that he had you know dna matched and he confessed like from the the straight from the source like i did it and gave details and descript you know detailed accounts of what he did to this lady never mind all of that they're still guilty and that's why i love that they and they titled it when they see us because that's even like in the first episode like lint the uh felicity huffman who plays linda fairstein um she goes from in the beginning to oh maybe they're witnesses maybe they know something to they're animals literally like that like not even a blink of an eye and I can believe that that's exactly how it happened um I can absolutely believe that what time is it 620 okay good um let's get into Miss Ferris thing you know she's come under a lot of fire now that this document I mean the documentary came out in 2012 she people i guess the side i started but um in this movie after this honey now people are really coming for her neck she has she's been losing deals and publishing deals and she's been kicked off boards because you know these this these detectives and this this woman they came up off this case like this case made them superstars in the law enforcement field how well you know because (laughs) you know they clearly even though they clearly just totally did not do any police work you know they (laughs) you know like i said they they you know they clearly didn't know police work but they became superstars linda got all these book deals i forgot the other one the white woman's name who works at who is a law professor or something at Columbia who was played by Famke Jansen in the uh, movie in the first episode I don't I think she makes another you know I think she's in it throughout the series but yeah she is played by Famke Jansen and yeah they uh, you know she got she became a law professor like these people really came up off of framing these boys you know framing these young men and yeah you know miss linda is now everything that she's built is crumbling and that's exactly what the fuck you get that's it i I have no sympathy for that bitch uh to be honest i you know i i just don't i don't have any any sympathy for any of those individuals that are involved in that and that played a hand in that the fact that you did that you know where can I put this down at right here forgive the noises I'm trying to maneuver you know after all this is my morning I have to get ready for work and things you know because I do this while I uh 
when I get ready and you know I, I normally I used to do these on Saturday mornings but bitch just be wanting to sleep in on Saturday and Sunday mornings but I'm gonna try to do the next one on Saturday and Sunday morning so that way I don't have to be getting dressed and jumbling around I can just kind of lay around and talk to you girls and you gals and you boys um where am I where was I but yes Miss Linda Fairstein is catching the wrath yesterday or the day before yesterday um well for me yes yeah, so June 10th we'll do that because I've recorded by the time I record this that yesterday would have been literally two or three days ago so Sunday, June 10th, she decided to release an op-ed uh, at the Wall Street Journal in which she still basically is sticky to her guns that these boys are guilty and that this movie is just spreading lies and, you know, all of that. <laughs> and I just want, like, this white bitch to go to jail. Like, I honestly do. I want all these detectives. I don't give a fuck how old, how sick what you got going i want all these girls to be disrupted uprooted from their comfort zones and put on trial because this because you they i mean essentially you did that you put innocent people in jail and you did this to children you know you know heaven yeah honey and i don't know because you know karma is one of those things that even if we don't see it she's gonna happen anyway she's probably already been happening so i don't know how good or bad their lives are us leading up to this point or have been leading up to this point but if they if it hasn't then karma really needs to come in and swoop in and and and, and get a bitch's neck today but you know i just want to uh just give us a shout out to those five men now so yusef salam antoine is antron oh i should have wrote these names down uh the ex- I'm just gonna call them the exonerated five. Listen, I'm horrible with names. I'm sorry, y'all. I smoke too much weed, and I I'll admit it. <laughs> and I did not write these names down, and that is poor, poor, poor podcasting on my part. So forgive me, but you know this is a hot, hot topic. So with the exonerated five, the Central Park Five, you can look that up, and you know we all know who, who I'm talking about. But all those young men who are now, you know you know 40 40 something year old men and um i think antron he's the story that really like because in in the first episode he his story really broke my heart um his dad and he even talks about it today like i was looking at some interviews with them most recent interviews since this movie had come out and leading up to it coming out and all of that and he was just talking about how he just like you know out of everybody he's probably still very bitter he's like i'm very bitter about that because like you know you have to understand like those those years those 14 and then they spent like upwards of almost 10 years you know for him because he was one of the younger ones up he spent like up six seven years in jail so he got out of jail around what 24 wait let's see so if he was 14 because i think he was like he was i think he was maybe 15 15 um point is he got he got out of jail in his mid-20s girl my math is off and i don't feel like doing all this counting but the point is honey he you know got out of jail you know you're getting out of jail in your mid-20s for Corey. he getting out of jail uh 
damn near his well yeah late 20s damn near 30s um and you know pushing 30 and those are like your crucial years like girl that's those are the years you establish yourself you know after school and you know you get your life your life ball rolling and you know they not only you know got that on their record of being felons but sex offenders and all that they had to get all that and then just the court of public opinion you know coming out of prison and not being able to find jobs and you know or the the jobs that you probably wanted to go and and get the fields you wanted to get into before all of this happened you know all those dreams are pretty much shot so yeah, he said he's very, he's like, to say he's, I'm very angry, I'm very bitter. He's very, you say he's very upset at his father still because let me, let's, that's what I wanted to get to. The way his father, you know, no shade, but the way his father did, I, ugh, like, <laughs> oh, girl, no, I wouldn't talk to that nigga either. Like, I really would talk to that nigga. Like, he couldn't come home to me and tell me I'm sick because that's just how my petty is set up. Girl, I don't care. Cause when I was when I needed you, guess what you did? You sold me up the river, right? No, <laughs> so and you know I'm not joking. I'm not laughing at his thing. I'm just saying, you know, like that's just how I would have. That's probably how I would have reacted. You know, just watching your father basically not, you know, that strong, be that strong author authoritative figure in your life, and then to see him crumble and be reduced to like this. I don't want to call him a bumbling idiot. But, like, just be reduced to, like, this frazzled, confused man-child thing. Because, you know, and they started bringing up his old shit and, you know, trying to, like, bitch, we'll throw you in jail and all of that. And he was just, you know, it's just like he ain't know what to do. And it's like, girl, that is so, that is such an eye roller for me. Because, you know, it's like, girl, we talk this good game. But then when we get around these people, honey, all that fear of bondage and shit gets 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 the best of some of us so <sighs> if you haven't seen it please go see it like that shit is it's intense I, like i said i'm on i'm on episode two it's on netflix when they see us the documentary is probably still up there if not i'm pretty sure you can find it online too um yeah just get into that because that shit that was deep and um, I'm going to end this segment because I want to talk about some other shit and I don't want to spend it all on here. So, yes, I will be back in a new segment to talk about some, some new shit and it'll, pro it'll be lighter so we, you know, we can get out of the land of intensity. I know it's intense. Huh. So, all right. all right now we could do some lighter funner stuff some fun stuff honey while i get dressed and get ready for my life um to begin on this beautiful wednesday martin um so last weekend um dark phoenix finally saw theaters and like it's been predicted and it's like everybody has been saying and like everybody has been alluding to it flopped I'm happy about that. <laughs> and I'm so, so happy about that. It flopped. It flopped hard, honey. $200 million budget. All these reshoots, redos, rewrites. And a $14 million profit on opening night. Not even a profit. So really, you lost, like, however many hundreds of thousands, hundreds of millions of dollars. 
and some change. But, you know, $14 million is what it brought home in, you know, in the box office for the opening night. And um, I feel good about it. You know, once again, one step close to the MCU. I am so over the Fox uh, X-Men. Um, and it's no shade to cast, you know, because I know Miss Ship is out here about to blow a gasket every time somebody mentions the fact that we want a darker skin storm. <laughs> Honey, she can't take the fact that that is just. But before that, we'll sit up here talk about all this, you know, was trying to join the whole old girl, you know, representation, blah, blah, blah. But. You know, and I get it. She thinks it's a slight against her by us saying we want a darker skin store. It's really not like I'm speaking for myself. It's not for me. I, I just want Storm the way I saw Storm in the car in the cartoons and the comic books. I want to see that Storm tra- portrayed on screen. This version of Storm, I just don't. I I haven't liked it since the very very first X Men movie in the year 2000. It just wasn't anything that I particularly wanted to. <laughs> I was just like, okay, you know, we tolerated it because we were so thirsty for X-Men in the, in the theaters that we were just like, okay. But then by last stand, you know, people like me were like, okay, bitch. So y'all just making shit up, not really following continuity, making things up about the characters. I mean, it's clear, it's clear, it's clear. And even tried to give them a second chance with first class they were like we're gonna redo it we're gonna do it over and do it right and didn't and so you know um it flopped as we suspected um new mutants is apparently slated to come out it's going to flop it's it's all gonna flop fox x-men are gonna flop y'all just need to give it up send it straight to dvd um i wanted to really talk about a situation that happened to me via lay facebook so i'm a part of these two groups um, interest groups on Facebook. One is called Just Because We Love X-Men and the other one is House of X. Now, I was just merely expressing my feelings on how the movie is going to flop and some of the little dude bro, people who really have a hard on for the Fox X-Men movies were just in, in, in my comments whining and making these posts about they're just tired of people saying that the movie is going to flop. They're ruining my experience. Just being real crybaby moist ass bitches and you know i and being the petty betty that i am of course i went up on in the group and made posts because they were like well you're over here trolling i'm like i wasn't really trolling at all actually i'm not thinking about you when i'm saying that or anybody else when i'm saying that this movie is going to flop that's just genuinely how i feel about it bitch there is no i'm doing this to you know troll somebody or make some people feel away i mean now I am. <laughs> See, that's how my petty said. Normally, I just do things out of how I do things. Like, bitch, if that's just how I feel, that's how I feel. I express it. But now that you say things like that, like, oh, you're ruining it for me. Now I, now I am <laughs> operating off of that agenda. See, now you've opened up that box because you made it that, you know, or they have made that. So they have decided you know one they decided to uh delete my post in which i came right back under it and 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 reposted that shit and said so like i said this movie is going to flop (laughs) and i guess they didn't like that did the same thing at house of x and same thing it's just like they people didn't 
and and either groups did not like that and so they muted they turned off my comments until i think i got let's see today is the 12th i have two more days well one more day for just because we love x-men and two more days for house of x and which i can't wait because guess what's about to happen when my comments are turned back on you know i'm about to talk about how much this movie flopped you know i'm about to re i'm about to bring up all of the reviews all of the flop uh critiques and, and everything everything all the sales you know i'm about to bring it up because you know you've you've now you've now you know and i and i and i and my goal is to honestly get thrown off of these groups i'm in like four more groups <laughs> related to x-men on there so it's really not a big loss those were just like the first two that i really really um joined so that's why i particularly feel away because i'm like well if this is about our love of the x-men why are you mad that like why are you getting upset that people who actually read the comic books and actually really are invested in this in in the folklore why are you mad because we're like that shit is whack and we're ready for this shit to be done right and how and and apparently that ruins your experience girl suck my asshole uh, <laughs> all the way bitch um so yeah stay tuned if you wanna if you're any of my friends who are listening so i have a few friends that listen to this and you know you, you're friends with me on facebook and you want to join just because we love x-men and house of x to see the mess go down because it's going down honey you can do that it's on facebook but yeah you could do that if you want to go ahead and warm them up for the next two days until i get there if you feeling like being petty do it especially if you love x-men do it honey because i know i'm honey like i said i can't wait <laughs> i cannot wait honey um i think i'm done i think i'm done being a messy bitch right now a messy petty nerd because that's what it, it's so like nerdy but petty and, and gay at the same time i love it um i think i'm done with this but yes um if you're going to go see X-Men Dark Phoenix, I suggest uh, getting somebody to pay for it for you. Maybe go on that date with that boy that you don't particularly like, but you know, this nigga's been hounding you. Y'all go see Dark Phoenix together where you don't have to pay for it. Because um, <laughs> it's really, it's just a bad movie. Like, I saw it via the bootleg just because I wanted to, you know... As much as I don't like the Fox X-Men, I do want to see what they did just so I can have that much more fuel to be like, fuck that shit. I just wasn't finna pay my money and give them a profit. So, um, yeah, it was bad. It was horrible. Um, it's just, it's basically a re a reimagining of X-Men Last Stand. Like, the, it, and one of the critics they they made a good point it's like you know with these characters there's no they don't grow like you literally just this you know you you it's just the events you're just kind of watching events play out and happen but you don't know anything about any of these characters for real other than charles and raven this made-up story of mystique and uh magneto 
and you could definitely tell Jennifer Lawrence was not trying to be there too long and apparently word on the curve is she's the reason why a lot of this shit is flopping too because she's trying to apparently she was influencing writers that did nobody want up in there and people that did nobody what didn't nobody hire she influenced them to get hired onto this project for her Ugh, girl so you know Katniss Everdeen as Mystique anyway um I think I'm done with this subject but yeah if y'all want to go check out Dark Phoenix I mean I can't stop you and that's it <laughs> All right, and I'm back again. So we're going to do another brief uh, thing because I wanted to talk about this. Um, So I'm in a band, the African Space Program Collective. And for the past, I would say three weeks, we have been working with this. We have been invited to play at this establishment. Um, We were invited by one of the, I guess he's one of the partners or his brother is one of his his brother runs it i guess it's his restaurant or whatever but he's one of the partners or one of the investors i don't know exactly the setup but i just know this particular person invited us because he just really heard us play and really wanted us to you know make this uh you know really wanted us to come out and be a part of his this sunday thing that he does at this establishment and it's every sunday night cool you know the the incentive was you know you get a free meal and a free drink and blah 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 cool 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 (laughs) um but when we got there it was just some complications so the gag is they wanted a lounge band but the super gag is they had a dj at the same time and they wanted us as the lounge band to match what the dj was playing but the dj's playlist is like all over the place and like not in a bad way but it's bad when you're trying to like match the sound of the dj first of all that's just you can't have both but i'm I'm not gonna get into that read right away i'm gonna i'm trying to set it up first so yeah he um so yeah they wanted us to do that then they wanted us to basically play from start to finish which is not horrible but you know once again we're not a lounge act we are a collective we have our own original material um not to say that we couldn't do loungy stuff but once again you know i don't know who does the thinking over there but you can't i mean that's just a bad idea you can't have a dj simultaneously with the band especially if they aren't on the same page (laughs) sonically you know bitch because the dj was over here you know well this night they were playing like old school r&b like really playing old school r&b um so but still and and a little bit of hip-hop so it was like you know i just i just we just didn't know what they like they they told us what they wanted as far as like you know you want a lounge band we you want us to play instrumentals you don't really want us to sing and do this and do that but like that's like the largest part of our setup it's like we sing we rap you know we have MCs we we do all of that so you know i don't know but 
long story short the other owner the brother he didn't he didn't particularly care for us and you know he made it a point to tell us how we ruined our opportunity to play for free at his restaurant um <laughs> i mean and catch that shade how you do but yes um i just have this to say um you know number one you know if you want to lounge act and this is just for any of you people who are out here you know running shows and or you have restaurants or whatever the fuck you're doing and you want a specific thing you have to pay for that thing honey okay um <laughs> it's just you have to you have to seek them out there are some lounge bands around atlanta they play all types of weddings houses uh weddings events and things and you know you could have sought them out but you know, see the gag is you have to pay them. And I get that you're a new business and maybe you don't have the budget or the money to pay them like that. Well then continue with the DJ until you have that type of money to pay a band like that. And um, cause they're not just gonna go for just the food. It's like, no, <laughs> you know, we, because most of my band are younger, you know, I think one just graduated college one is now about to be a senior in college um or soon i don't know i don't know exactly when his uh what his year is i need to ask just just for my own personal knowledge you know so niggas don't be saying i don't know them <laughs> but uh yes uh and you know I do, we do need to do get better at like you know just knowing each other better as a band as a collective we're you know we're still getting to know each other and things still learning each other in a lot of ways but anywho yeah and and that's the issue i have with i guess atlanta and performing that's kind of for anybody who wants to come to atlanta to perform you know be aware that you're going to encounter what time is it? okay good i'm doing i'm doing real good be aware you're going to encounter people that are going to want to i want because they're, they're just going to want to utilize your talents and your gifts, but they're not going to really want to pay you like that, like for real. And while every opportunity doesn't necessarily have to be a paid one, you know, this is like the second time this has happened in a short amount of time where us as a collective have had people basically play in our faces and be like, you know, basically acting like they doing us this major major favor and it's clear that these people who sought us out did not really do any research on what we have done and as a band and how we have moved in this city as a collective and so um you know it was just all that going on like you know nigga was throwing you know all this you know you fucking up your opportunity like throwing up like you really giving it to us like that girl um, so just be leery about, you know, saying yes to any and everything. And while this wasn't a horrible opportunity, it was really just, you know, cause I voted to continue on playing there simply because I just want to see how that shit played out. And it was for, for me, it was, and I also for my other bandmate, it was a learning experience to just, you know, next time we, we get offered like a gig where we have to play in a joint you know or a spot and it's like a residency type of thing this is what we asked for this is what to look for so i get the logic and that was kind of my logic too that's why i was like mm, let's let's see what this does but you know <sighs> you know just be leery of that because you know 
um, and be mindful of that because honey these girls really will have you out here you know pussy popping for a stick of gum <laughs> if you left them and you know that just wasn't gonna happen you know my thing is it was just it was a lot of demand for free you know and while a free meal is cute uh you know at, at this stage of the game you know no girl <laughs> um it, it goes back to that nigga who was talking about where could you go where you get opportunity to, to, to play in Atlanta for 12 minutes and it's like girl you obviously did not research us you obviously did not look us up you obviously know nothing about this band or this collective cause you wouldn't have let that <laughs> seep out your crusty lips had you did uh, ooh child is it cold enough for this jacket or am I tripping Mm -mm. let me go see anyway but eh, that's it i think i'm done i'm done ranting and raving um if y'all want to follow me i think we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up if y'all want to follow me on instagram i am at nova underscore luxurious <laughs> if you want to follow me on twitter i'm at nova luxurious um Download my EP Focus. It is streaming now on Spotify, Deezer, Title, Apple Music, uh, Amazon, um, wherever music streams. Um, I have a few singles out. My latest single, Miss Honey, Miss Ma'am, is out. Yeah, just get into me. So, I'm going to end it right here. Hopefully, you everybody has a blessed rest of their week. A blessed uh, Wednesday, I can't wait to go to work because I'm about to get into this latest episode of Pose while I'm sitting at that desk. And yes, um, peace and love, everybody. Lord, I'm supposed to be.